0: kids hope you're well and enjoying the weekend before you get back to school in whatever shape or form we now know school to be which is online and all kinds of joyful things so we're going to I know I know it's not joyful read
1: Little Miss Neat and Little Miss Contrary we're going to
0: read Little Miss Contrary and Little Miss Neat indeed indeed
1: now this is the blurb of Little Miss Neat you might not have a blurb
0: Do I have a blurb? Okay, I do. So, I'm going to read Little Miss Contrary and the confused guest. Little Miss Contrary lives in muddle land. Everything is the wrong way round. The worms live in the trees and the houses look very strange indeed. For example, they lie on their side with the door at the... Mr. Model doesn't live in Mud- Muddleland. Okay. He
1: lives in Seatown. Oh, oh near When
0: Little Miss Wise pays Little Miss Contrary a mm-hmm. weekend visit, will she enjoy her stay? Let's find out. She's Little Miss it. Wise had know. been invited to spend the weekend with Little Miss Contrary. She was very excited. It was the first time she had ever visited her. When Little Miss Wise arrived, she could hardly hide her surprise. She had never seen a house quite like Little Miss Contrary's house because it was lying on its side the door was in the right place but the um the top of the house lay on the on the right of the house so very confusing have you ever seen a house like that before i'm sure i haven't goodbye said little miss contrary opening the door do come out and have a drink huh? she continued little letting little miss wise in poor little miss wise was terribly confused imagine being greeted by someone and said goodbye Do let yourself out, oh dear. And just look at the house inside. Um, have you ever seen anything like it? Well, Little Miss Contrary poured her friend a glass of, (laughs) not tea, but sweets. Uh, The table was upside down. I do hope you don't like it, she smiled. Poor Little Miss Wise was more confused than ever. A little later, they went for a walk in the garden. Little Miss Wise thought she must be dreaming. The trees were growing upside down and the grass was blue. What a horrible day, said Little Miss Contrary as the sun shone down on her umbrella. Uh, of course, you and I know that Little Miss Contrary lives in Muddleland, And in Muddleland the worms live in the trees and not in the soil on the ground. And in Muddleland the birds... Uh, livid holes in the ground. Just then it started to rain. Little Miss Contrary closed her umbrella. What lovely weather we're having, she said. Uh, Little Miss Wise began to wonder if Little Miss Contrary was playing a trick on her. Back at the house, Little Miss Wise was fed up. That's enough teasing, she said crossly. I'm tired. I think I'd like to go to bed now. ''Oh, of course, but before you do,'' said Little Miss Contrary, ''put your hat under the Christmas tree.'' By the way, she didn't say, ''oh, of course.'' ''So that Father Christmas knows that you're here and he will leave you a present.'' Uh, ''A Christmas tree? Father Christmas? In the middle of summer?'' That was too much for Little Miss Why Wise. Are brain and, sun, and she hurried off to bed. Oh. Little Miss Contrary, who'd had a lovely day with her friend, went to her bed and slept very well, with her alarm clock ringing in her ears. How does sleep like that? <laughs> not it's just like that, Hanika, She's sleeping. Is th- she sleeping tub. in a bathtub? Oh my goodness, she's really bonkers. But her. with all that noise, somebody didn't sleep well that night. Can you guess who? Of course. It was poor little Miss Wise. What a terrible noise and what a terribly confusing day, she grumbled to herself. I don't understand it at all. The next morning, Miss Contrary said, Good night, said little Miss Contrary. You look so fresh and well-rested this evening. Um, little Miss Wise did not feel at all fresh and well-rested. She hadn't slept a wink all night. Then, to her surprise, little, li- exactly.
1: little
0: little, Miss Wise noticed something under the Christmas tree. <gasps> wrapping paper! Yes, that's right, wrapping paper, but without any presents at all. And later, when she went outside, she saw all the dustbins in Muddleland were full of presents. Whatever next? Little Miss Wise thought it would be best to go home a little earlier than planned. She waved goodbye to Little Miss Contrary. Hello, cried Little Miss Contrary. Please don't come again. <laughs> I won't, said Little Miss Wise to herself. Well, not without my earplugs in any case. Oh my goodness, she is hilarious. So everything is completely ulta pulta. And she oh, obviously... Hilarious.
1: Well, Miss Wise can be a bit too wise sometimes. Little Miss Wise can be too wise. Excuse me, you think 2 out of 3 is 17, you bud? You little flower bud. You look like a flower blood. Blood? Bud. Bud. You look like a flower bud. You look like someone who doesn't know anything. You're so
0: dumb. (gasps) She's quite condescending. That's terrible. That's mean. That's rude. That's condescending. That's patronizing. Mommy. Okay, calm down. But that's bad. that's bad. mm, mm. Okay. So, we're now moving on to Little Miss Neat cleans up.
1: Now, I will not read the the blurb. blurb. You don't want to read the blurb? No, okay. I'll just do my thing about Little Miss Neat. I know about this book. Well, I know that Little Miss Neat is very upset when Mr. Clumsy visits her and. Drops a cake in her spotless living room. Now, uh-huh. you know when something is spotless, it's not just spotless with Mrs. Neat. Little it's without Mrs. spots. Neat. I mean, yeah. little Miss Neat. It's
0: not spotty.
1: It, it's not even got spots in it. It's, so when it's spotless, oh, it's, it's not spotty. so clean. I'll show you how clean it is. Okay, well, just it start. It is as clean. Just look how clean that oh, is.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Apart from wow. that, that's Mr. Clumsy's cake tin fell down. Oh no! Okay, would you like to start off, sweetie? Well, all I know is when it no. proves difficult to tidy up, who will she rely on for
0: help? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Ready? Mhm. Pretty obvious. Right. Surprisingly,
1: it was Mister Fussy. Oh no! No and way! Really? Sh- 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 oh. Y- Just like is this first page. a day. Like every other, I mean, just like every other day, Little Miss Neat had tidied her house from top to bottom. Goodness me! Too but much today she was expecting a guest, so she wanted Two Pin Cottage to be as ne- neat, sorry, neat as two pins. A bit cheesy, but okay. <laughs> Ring, ding dong, ding dong. Teddy was on there. Okay. Hello, Mr. Clumsy, says Uncle Miss opening the door. Do come in, but be careful of the floor polisher. But, oh dear, Uh Mr. Clumsy immediately bumped into the floor polisher. polisher Hmm. Only just managing to catch the cake tin he had (sighs) brought with him. Oh, crikey. Okay. I've bought you a chocolate cream cake," he said proudly, trying to open the tin and pull the lid. But it wouldn't come off. He pulled it again. He pulled again, Uh-oh. and again, and finally the lid flew off, and the tin and and the chocolate cream <gasps> flew across the room and landed with a. Flat on the beautiful. Sorry, I'm trying to do slow motion. Okay. Wallpaper that little one Mead was so proud of. That's uh, quite bad wallpaper, but okay. It's a bit too plain. That okay. It's everybody. It's her own choice. I know. You can't I know. Mommy, mommy, choice, mommy, right? mommy, 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 Yes, you need to read then, no? Mr. Clumsy was so sorry for the mess he had made. Do let me help you hang your new wallpaper, he said helpfully. He... The thought of Mr. Clumsy inside her neat little house with a ladder wallpaper paste was too much for little Miss Neat. She refused and thanked him for his offer like this. I would love to, but uh, uh, I've got st- The Queen coming in. Really? Is
0: that what she said? Yes. Okay.
1: And you see, she doesn't like people with a yellow nose. Yes. Fabulous. And hurried him out of the door as quickly as she could. For the rest of that day, little Miss Neat scrubbed and rubbed and scrubbed some more. No. but it wouldn't come out no matter how hard you tried the marks wouldn't come out Now, this is not how glasses aren't neat actually it didn't come out this time for okay, real okay she ran to the hardware shop i just what you need the man said in the shop with well, clever clean the miracle cleaner very long name and quite cheesy your marks will be gone in no time at all if someone's Sneak scrubbed and rubbed and scrubbed and rubbed and scrubbed and rubbed all through the night, but it was no good. Even with the clever clean, the miracle cleaner, cup, she it. couldn't get skin. rid of the chocolatey marks. if the Sneak do not know what to do. Mm. Next. The next morning, she rang Mr Fussy. Please, can you come as quickly as possible, she said. I've spent all night trying to clean the marks that Mr Clumsy made on my wall, But I can't get rid of them. Can you see she's got <laughs> those marks? Before, she didn't have those marks. Oh, okay. So um, before it actually didn't come off. But actually there are no marks at all. She's just oh, got the glasses on yeah. oh. before it actually was there, oh, though. Okay. As soon as Mr Fussy arrived, little Miss Sneak showed him the terrible marks on the wall. But your wallpaper's perfect said an astonished Mr Fussy. I've never seen such a clean wallpaper. You should be awarded a silver medal for cleanliness. And I, of course, should would get the gold. <laughs> But what about all those marks, exclaimed Devil Miss Neat. All over the walls. And like, who do you think you should get the gold award? Devil Miss Neat, or Mr Fussy. I think Devil Miss Neat. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, definitely me too. If you wouldn't mind showing me your glasses for a moment, asked Mr Fussy. Can't you see what the problem was with this on the glasses? Of course. Do you should want to tell people? She my glasses again and one more wallpaper was covered in chocolatey marks. Oh, sorry, um, I skipped a page. All the marks have gone to little Miss Sneet, as she took off her glasses. It's quite extraordinary. Now, all that little Miss Sneet could see was the pretty flowers on her wallpaper. Every last flower is perfectly clean. And um, As I said, she put on her glasses again and once more the wallpaper was covered in chocolatey marks. and suddenly, red with embarrassment, oh. she realised her mistake and cried. Wait, why did I say realised? I mean realised her mistake realized. and mm-hmm. cried. I see, it's my glasses that are dirty, not my walls. Oh, to think that I hadn't cleaned my glasses. How terrible. Uh, just then they heard a ring. There was someone at the door. That's someone who is Mr. Clumsy carrying a bunch of flowers. Hello, little Miss Neek. Oh, that matches her wallpaper.
0: Mm, it really does. It's exactly said, the same.
1: Except for the yellow background. I've come to say sorry for my terrible clumsiness yesterday. Do come in, said little Miss Neek kindly. I put these pretty flowers in a nice clean vase. It is perfectly clear water and I gave a very neat slice of
0: Cake. I will give you a very um, nice
1: slice of cake. But no sooner <gasps> that Mister Clumsy had walked in the door than he had stepped into the bucket that Little Miss Neat had been using for a cleaning. <laughs> the water splashed over the little Miss Neat and Mister Fussy Do you think that was the cleaning um he she got from the hardware shop or her normal normal one?
0: cleaning? Just using okay, using it to clean. Okay, her. let's see. Okay,
1: let's see. They were soaked from head to toe. Back to work, little Miss Neat," laughed Mr. Fussy. "Oh, I'm so terribly sorry," said Mr. Clumsy. "I'm starting to get used to your clumsiness, Mr. Clumsy," giggled Little Miss Neat. "In fact, I must thank you.
0: My glasses are now perfectly clean again." (laughs) Well, you know what? At least she was a good sport, and she wasn't like Mr. Uppity, you know, who's always got this chip on his shoulder. Like a chip. Chip on a shoulder. It's a, it's a, um, it's, it's a saying. British. It's a phrase, Anika. That means somebody feels that they're superior. They're, they're amazing, and they're they're so arrogant and full of themselves that everybody else is beneath them. So up in Mr. Uppity is always, oh, gosh, I'm not used to these piddly tiddly things that D, the once he
1: was or, um, you offering know. tea and he was like this Who said that? ordinary tea yeah
0: there you go ordinary tea because I only drink the best tea in gold cups with gold lining and when I go to the toilet it's covered in gold and my potty seat is made out <laughs> of gold anyway um, so we want to wish you all good night um, hope you enjoyed that uh, we certainly did. And have a lovely Saturday night. Don't let the bugs bite and sleep tight. Good night. Hello, kiddos.
1: Today we are going to read some Little Miss series by Roger Hargreaves. Right. The first one is Little Miss Stubborn and the Unexpected Holiday. second one is Little Miss Helpful At the fair. On this particular day, Little Miss Stubborn had invited Little Miss Brainy and Mr Greedy round for hot chocolate. Mm. But Little Miss Brainy and Little Miss Stubborn couldn't agree on anything. Not on how the hot chocolate should be, nor how chocolatey the hot chocolate should be, or even what hot chocolate should be called. All I know is that chocolate is extremely good, said Mr. Greedy, between mouthfuls. Perhaps we should change the subject. Does anyone know how big Little Island is? But of course, once again, Little Miss Brainy and Little Miss Devon couldn't agree. Little Miss Stubborn was sure that it was one metre long and two metres wide. Little Miss Brainy was sure that it was two metres long and one metre wide. If you won't believe me, then you'll have to go and go there and check yourself, said Little Miss Brainy, crossly. So what do you think Little Miss Stubborn did next? Well, if no one was going to believe her, then she had to check it out for herself. She went... To check, of course. Little Thomas Stubborn isn't called Stubborn for nothing. Oh, here we are, a little island. Are we a little island? She asked Thomas Miss Stubborn as the plane, as the plane landed. No. Little Miss Stubborn replied the pilot. The island you are looking for is over there. You'll have to get by it by boat. Mr Stubborn Mrs Stubborn was cross. Little Miss Stubborn found a sailor and asked him if he would take her to the island, but he refused because a storm was on its way. That didn't stop Little Miss Stubborn, of course. There won't be a storm, she said. I'd like to buy your boat. The waves grew larger and larger. They crashed against the sides of Little Miss Stubborn's boat. But the sailor was right, there was a storm, a big storm, until finally one particular large wave tipped the boat over completely and Little Miss Stubborn was thrown into the sea. Little Miss Stubborn swam with all her might until eventually exhausted she collapsed onto the sound of Little Island. She fell into deep sleep, but she woke up to a surprise. you will never guess what it was. Little Miss Tiny, said Little Miss Stubborn, what a surprise, what are you doing here? I come to Little Island every year for a little holiday, replied Little Miss Tiny. Hmm. Are you on holiday as well? Little Miss Stubborn didn't have time to chat. How tall are you? (laughs) She asked rather rudely. Five centimetres exactly. (laughs)
0: That's really tiny.
1: blind Repl- <laughs> little Miss Tiny surprised. <laughs> little Miss and lost her tape measuring the storm, but it wasn't going to stop her. She had a perfect way to measure the island. Five plus five, that's ten. Plus five, fifteen. And so and so on, until Little Miss Tiny was quite dizzy. <laughs> Just as I thought, the island is exactly one metre long by two metres wide. Isn't that what Miss Brini said?
0: Yeah, Miss Brini said that.
1: Said Little Miss Stubborn triumphantly, and without explaining her strange behaviour to Little Miss Tiny, <laughs> she called out to a passing boat and hurried home, leaving Little Miss Tiny to enjoy her little holiday in peace. Mamma, the island's actually that small. I, well,
0: in reality, it no island would be that small, but yeah, because this is a Roger Hargreaves series.
1: <laughs> it's a smaller <laughs> one meter long by two meter wide and so it's almost stubborn much later than a night to be sleepy It's mm. almost brain, he could forgotten about all their disagreement a few days later, Little Miss Brainy invited Little Miss Stubborn round for tea. Mr. Greedy was also invited, and he had already finished all the biscuits by the time the had oh, wow. sat down at the table. There's a question written down on the biggest biscuit tin, he said, licking the last crumbs from his fingers. How far is the earth from the moon? 384,400 kilometres, said Little Miss Brainy, without a second thought. How can you be so sure, asked Little Miss Stubborn. It's written in all the books, replied little Miss Brainy. But she added mischievously, If you don't believe me, do check for yourself. So basically, Miss Brainy knew the answer was wrong. She wanted Mr. Stubborn oh, to go check for herself, and she took a deep breath. Very well, then, I will, she said stubbornly, and off she went to call her friend, little Miss Tiny. <laughs> Which is not really friendly, actually. But. Second story is Little Miss Helpful at the fair. Little Miss helpful spending the day at the fair. I expect you like fairs, don't you Little Miss Helpful? DIT. There were so many fun things to do at the fair. But what did Little Miss Helpful do? Well, of course, best of all, she loved to help others. So she looked around for the fair and see for some people to help if they needed help. She stopped by Mr Fussy, who was the candy floss seller, and he had a question for her. I have a very important question. I need to ask for your help. Little Miss Helpful... Totally had a lovely answer. Yes, I can. Could you look after my stall for a while? I completely forgot to change my goldfish's water. This morning he said, oh, that will never do. You know how urgent that is, don't you? Mrs Helpful, who was in such a rush to help someone, forgot how to exactly sell candy floss and didn't do the right thing don't you worry said little miss helpful i am happy to help a moment later little miss splendid arrived now you don't want to mess with us splendid she had made such a special effort for the fair and was looking particularly splendid good morning little miss helpful she said i wish to buy a candy floss to match the color of my hat such a stylish hat don't you agree she said vainly happy to help said little miss helpful she pressed the button which the which to switch the candy floss machine on, but of course, like I said, she forgot how to. She put on the machine. Brrrr. The candy floss grew and grew and grew, just like a pink cloud. But the cloud was getting too big for the machine. It puffed out the edges, and Little Miss Splendid found herself completely covered in sticky pink pantycloths. She was not pleased. Her hat was ruined. She was not pleased at all. I am so terribly sorry, said Little Miss Helpful. And in a terrible state of confusion, she ran away leaving poor Little Miss Splendid. More stuck up than ever before. Next, a little Miss Helpful went to the shooting gallery, totally trying to clear her mind with that awful disaster. Little Miss Helpful was at the shooting gallery. That doesn't sound like a very good idea, does it? I think that might be another problem before too long to chew But at that moment Little Miss Helpful noticed a very strange sight indeed. A very horrible sight. Terrible sight indeed. Mr. Lazy, the balloon seller, had fallen asleep. Mr. Lazy was so... Sorry, sorry, wrong word. Mr. Lazy, so lazy, he forgot, and very silly, that he tied all the balloons to his chair. He forgot he was so lazy that he would sleep up and it would drift into the sky. But Mr. Lazy had not only fallen asleep... He had also floated up into the sky, no doubt dreaming about beautiful sky dreams. But his dreams would be soon over. Little Miss Helpful didn't hesitate for a second. She picked up an air rifle and pow, pow, pow! Pop, pop, pop! One by one, Mr Lady's colourful balloons popped for once, Mr. Lazy was wide awake. He might be awake, but he's still got one eye open, she said. This time he's got both eyes open. Widely, widely. There's a big crash. Oh. Mr. Lazy had fallen to the ground. <gasps> Thanks to the help of little Miss Helpful, she had only wanted to help. But look what had happened. Poor Mr. Lazy went oh, home, dear. rubbing his poor bruised bottom. oh to cheer herself up, she went to the food stall. Ooh, all the best kicks in town have prepared food for the fair. Go and get me some bowls and cup, little Miss Helpful. Ordered, little Miss Bossy. I hope that for once you, won't cause any trouble. But of course... Till most helpful poor thing wanted to be as helpful as i possibly could so she decided to carry as many balls and cups oh, as she possibly no, I could i a well, disaster uh, couldn't, in fact a huge pile oh, oh, of cups oh, oh, and oh, oh, balls oh. wobbled this way and that way and it was tipping dangerously where are those balls i also thought it bossy impatiently what on earth is going on i didn't ask you to dance as well Poor Little Miss helpful was finding it too hard to keep her bands. She was dancing this way and that way, and keeping to try everything from the landing in a heap on the floor. But alas, one ball, two balls and ten balls and trillion bowls, all the bowls as I can count, and cups tumbled down little Miss Bossy, and broke into oh um, little Miss Bossy, and broke into a thousand pieces. And who do you think landed in the middle of the table with the food? Well, Little Miss Helpful, of course. should have been Little Miss Bossy. She served it. Yum, that's the best potato salad I've ever tasted, said Little Miss Helpful. You must give me the recipe. Everyone burst out laughing, even Little Miss Bossy, for once. And what do you think was the most popular attraction for the fair that day? Well, why There's almost held those cups and balls dancing act, of
0: course. We will read one last story. It's really late now, Anika. I'm afraid it's nine forty. Okay. Do you want to say goodnight? Mm, night? Good night, everybody. Hello, kids. Hope you're well and enjoying your spring break or Easter break. Um, we have had another... Oh nice day we went out and we are, we're doing the couch to 5k so we're really enjoying ourselves um, but without further ado because it's quite late I'm going to hand over uh, the mic to Anika who's going to read um, one of the Little Miss series uh, she was also providing background music on the hamster song so you know she's multi-talented in that sense yeah, and, and, um, and,
1: and, my own and,
0: and she's now going to read Little Miss Splendid and the present.
1: Start off. Okay. Little Miss Splendid was going on a long holiday for one the one hundredth time. She checked that she hadn't forgotten anything. Was she quite particular? Yeah, probably. Cause it's good not to forget anything on holiday. That's true. <sighs> Think a hundred times is it? a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I think ten times should be enough. Yeah, splendid! I have all my most beautiful jewels and my very best
0: shoes. She's taken all her jewels and all her best shoes for a holiday. Oh crikey! Mommy, they don't wear clothes. Who doesn't wear clothes?
1: And and the whole mess and masterman series. She's not wearing clothes? Yes, they never do. They only wear shoes and hats and jewels and makeup.
0: Oh, how Maybe. cute. All right, then. For
1: well, the 200th time... Oh, dear. ...she checked that her outfit was perfect. Mirror, mirror, on the wall. Am I the most splendid of them all? Of course she was waiting for the answer, no. And of course her mirror didn't reply. But this on the splendid was so enchanted by reflection... She didn't even notice. But before she went, Little Miss it had one last thing to do. She'd organised a grand farewell party and she invited all her friends as though they were going to miss her. Seriously, no, but more than that. It's like it's not, she was going forever. And that is not her friend. Okay. A party, grumbled Mr. Opti as she arrived at Little Miss Bendit's home. Does she think we'll miss her? Not at all. Good riddance. <gasps>
0: Mister- Uppity, that's so mean. What does that mean, Mummy? Good riddance, he meant, oh, you know, good you're going, we don't have to see your face again. That's really mean. What, um, that's what I just said,
1: then. While a Little Miss trick checked for three hundred oh, times, she was splendid. Mr Greedy spotted <gasps> the table of food. The food is disgusting, sniffed Uppity oh, rudely. Would you like a cup of tea, offered of Mr Tall.
0: Ordinary tea? Certainly not. What kind of tea is he expecting? Some special tea with gold flakes in it, is he? Oh, you ungrateful man, Mr Uppity.
1: Little Miss Splendid appeared in a grand doorway and addressed the crowd. My dear... Friends, I am so sorry to be leaving you for a few days. It is the price one has to pay for fame. For fame. Oh, I little Miss his... Play,
0: you're so humble as well.
1: My my beauty is known throughout the world. And it is my duty to let others admire it. Please don't shed a tear. Don't for cry me.
0: for me, Argentina. The sorry. truth is I never left you, never you. all through my mad of my wild existence. I kept my promise <gasps> Don't keep your distance. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the lovely next page.
1: To help you manage without me, I have a splendid idea. Oh dear. Over to you, Mrs. Strong. Tada!
0: Shh.
1: Nobody was impressed. That was misfended. Was partying. You, me. you,
0: you need to, you need to, you because no one can read the book. You need to see, say what was the tada for? Oh,
1: um, she. There was a statue there that
0: had been unveiled.
1: Um, yes, which was just like her.
0: Of none other than Little Miss Splendid herself.
1: With this other message. She
0: had made a statue yes, of herself.
1: Nobody was impressed. Little Miss Splendid was far too vain and indeed to be taught a lesson.
0: Needed to be taught a and lesson.
1: Miss, and Little Miss a Magic had a plan. Mm. Splendid commanded Little Miss Magic in a flash. Oh! <gasps> Where the statue had once stood, there was a mountain of miniature statues of little Miss Splendid, and each one was identical as you can imagine. Little Miss Splendid was furious that the statue she designed had been changed. Marvelous! teased Mrs. (laughs) Tall. This statue will make a perfect doorstep. (laughs) Ah, this will make an original garden gnome garden gnome, you mean taking a miniature statue just look at him (laughs)
0: look at his teeth
1: (laughs) I've been looking for a (gasps) statue, cried Mister Small Alas the bears will stop stealing my strawberries. Oh my God! That's Using... not mean. That's not mean. Um, well, no, that's not mean. Poor thing. My mom, Mister Splendid, almost used to step on Mister Small. <gasps> he almost used to die. How does oh, that I mean? I didn't
0: know that. Peter I left? had no idea.
1: A doorstep, a garden gnome, a scarecrow. Shouted little Miss Splendid. Oh, whatever next? Don't worry, yet, little little s- magic. I have another idea. Double trouble, she shouted. Oh, no. Oh. And double dowers. One little Miss should go on holiday and another one should stay at home. He looks splendid, said little Miss Bender one, said little Miss two.
0: Oh, Almost goodness.
1: as splendid as me
0: quite vain i have to say one thing about roger hargreaves is he wrote such interesting stories about really simple things and made it so funny because the illustrations by the way did he make his own illustrations anika do you Um, know
1: uh, yes he did
0: yeah mr noisy the Mm -hmm. musician did he really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. well possibly because they're so simple and they're so wonderful it's easy to remember isn't it so the next book is mr noisy the musician on this particular morning a van was driving through the town it was going towards mr noisy's house the van belonged to mr music the musical instrument seller and what was in his van musical instruments of course but which ones well you know mr noisy so you can probably guess A guitar "'Wonderful!' cried Mr. Noisy when he saw the van arriving. "'Here are my musical instruments. "'I've always loved making a noise. "'Sometimes people find me too loud, "'but now that I'm going to be a real musician, "'everyone will be so pleased!' Mr. Noisy rushed to help Mr. Music unload his van. "'Goodbye and thank you!' boomed Mr. Noisy a little later as the van drove away. rum, Crash! Bash!' Uh, what was the grumble. mysterious instrument that was making Mr. Noisy's house shake from top to bottom? And that was forcing little Miss Star to close all her windows to shut out the terrible din? <laughs> well, what was the musical instrument that was making Mr. Grumble grumble a great deal? Yes, Mr. Mr. Noisy. Grumble. Yeah, there, Mr. Grumble. Can I see? Yes, Mr. Noisy had a drum kit. A very big and a very loud drum kit. Mr. Noisy's neighbours were not at all pleased. And Mr. Uppity, who you know very well, Annika, who certainly didn't mind speaking his mind, went to call on Mr. Noisy. Tell me, he demanded, when are you going to stop deafening us? We've all had enough of your terrible din.
1: Poor thing, he's got a really big...
0: Look at his, mm, mm, upside down, his beak, the smile has become a, mm. Din, repeated Mr. Noisy, most surprised. My music, a din, mm. was I was to- hoping to please you all. Mr. Noisy certainly didn't want to upset his neighbours, mm. so he asked Mr. Music to swap his drum kit for a less noisy instrument. Strum, strum, twang, twang, uh, Mr. Noisy's house certainly didn't sound much quieter. Can you work out what the new instrument was? Well, whatever the instrument was, it certainly made a lot of noise. Little Miss Splendid wasn't able to get any beauty sleep, so she decided to pay Mr. Noisy a visit in the morning. Oh, no, there's another one. Mr. Noisy, she said sharply, take a good look at me. Tell me where have my fair complexion and my bright eyes gone? I'm missing my beauty sleep. You like my music so much that you can't sleep at night? Asked Mr. Noisy. I'm so pleased. Do come in and I'll play you a little tune. But no, little Miss Splendid did not like Mr. Noisy's guitar music. Yes, that's right, it was a guitar. And Mr. Noisy, who was hoping to become a famous pop star, was most disappointed. On her way home, little Miss Splendid met Mr. Clever. My ears are going to explode, she complained. My face is pale and I have bags under my eyes. And all because of Mr. Noisy's noise. It's outrageous. Oh, that's dreadful. That's absolutely fantastic, okay. But Mr Clever had, But Mr Clever had an idea. An idea that Mr Noisy liked very Oh bless Mr Noisy. He has he loves everything. He's so sweet. The next day was a day to celebrate. You should say one cheek? Not <laughs> Not simply because the terrible din had stopped, but also because an orchestra had arrived in town and they were playing wonderful music. And the conductor was none other than Mr. Noisy, who waved his baton in time to the music in silence. What a clever idea Mr. Clever had. So now Mr. Noisy Blessing could still make music but just as a conductor. And on that beautiful note I think we're going to
1: close it. We're
0: going to close it. Good night. Good evening children. Hope you're well and I have enjoyed your Sunday. It's going to be the start of a school week from tomorrow in whatever shape or way that you know it. So, I hope you're looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to a new kind of normal, but still a wonderful um, normal, which will involve meeting your uh, school friends, your class teachers, and getting back to a new learning week. So... We are back to reading the Little Miss and Mr. series and the first story today is Mr. Clever flies a kite, kite. One blustery day Mr. Clever called at Little Miss Neat's house. What perfect weather for flying a kite, he said to her. Won't you join me for kite flying on Windy Hill? You can tidy up your garden later. After much persuasion, Little Miss Neat agreed. She ran inside to find her kite. As you can imagine, her kite was perfectly ironed and neatly folded. Such a perfectly neat kite could only belong to Little Miss Neat. I am so very, very, very clever to have built this clever kite for myself," boasted Mr. Clever. I have made it out of a map so that we'll never get lost. How very clever I am.
1: I said they would get lost.
0: <coughs> Sorry? I
1: if they wouldn't get lost because they never get lost. But Mr. Clever never gets anything.
0: No need. Lots of friends had gathered on Windy Hill. Mr. Greedy had the most delicious looking kites. Ooh, they looked like cupcakes and ice creams and sweeties. How greedy. Mr. Mean had made his kite out of an old vest. How mean. Ow. Sorry? I think you literally scratched my eyes. I didn't, honey. I didn't do anything. My phone is away. My hand is away. it was the paper. Ah, right. Sorry Um, about that. Mr. Muddle had got in a terrible tangle with his kite. What a muddle. Not very clever at all, laughed Mr. Clever. I am so very much more clever than that. Everyone had beautiful kites. Everyone except Mr. Forgetful. Mm -hmm. He had forgotten his. How forgetful, oh bless you. Mm -hmm. Why ha ha? It wasn't long before the wind got even stronger. The kites flew wildly in the sky and soon got tangled up. Mr. Tall came to the rescue and worked hard to untangle them. Mr. Clever was far too clever to let his kite get in a tangle. Suddenly, there was a shout. Help! Poor little Miss Tiny. She was so very small and light that she had been blown away with her kite. Help me! Help me! Mr. Small rushed to her rescue, but he was so small and light that his feet just lifted off the ground and he was lifted right into the air with little Miss Tiny. Thank goodness that Mr. Tall was there again. Just then, Mr. Tickle arrived. Mr. Tickle was looking for someone to tickle. Mr. Tickle was looking for anyone to tickle. Tickle, tickle! It is not at all easy to fly a kite when you're being tickled. I'm so very, very clever, said Mr. Clever proudly. I have an excellent idea. Let's have lunch. That's a very. And Mr. Tickle can look after the kites. (laughs) Mr. Tickle. <laughs> he just oh oh my goodness! I realise why he's got such long arms. After holding all of those kites, Mr. Tickle mm. was oh so no, not that long. They're wavy, so it looks like that, but it's a oh okay, wavy arms.
1: Actually, they can grow out of it. What?
0: He could hardly lift his arms. He was so tired. He went back home exhausted, with only enough strength for. Can you guess, clever clogs? That's right. A tiny tickle for you. A tiny little tickle, tickle, tickle for you, my little munchly. My little tickle, 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 tickle. My tickle. Don't put that.
1: Tickle, tickle, tickle. (laughs)
0: okay where's the second book and that brings us to our second book Mr. Nonsense isn't himself Mr. Nonsense isn't himself then who is he <laughs> <laughs> who knows <laughs> on this particular morning the streets were Mostly empty strangely empty I wonder why said little Miss Catbrain to herself Then she saw Little Miss Late. Why are the streets so empty, Little Miss Late, she asked. And why are you running? Why, today is the competition for the Nonsense Cup. Had you forgotten? They're about to announce the idea, sorry, the winner of the silliest idea. Oh, how forgetful of me, replied Little Miss Scatterbrain. Nonsense land. A very strange place indeed, with Mummy, some I very strange. You
1: might have skipped your page. page? Did you? Oh, no, he's oh, getting.
0: Okay. A very strange place indeed, with some very strange inhabitants. Yes, very strange. And yeah. it is in Nonsense Land, at the top of a tree, that Mr. Nonsense lives. If you were to take a walk in Nonsense Land, you would be astonishingly astonished. <laughs> Astonishingly astonished. Mm -hmm. In Nonsense Land, they play strange games of tennis on strange tennis courts uh, with strange rackets. Okay, I see. So they are playing in a swimming pool with rackets shaped like stars and triangles. Okay. Nice. On that morning, Mr. Nonsense was playing with Mr. Silly and Little Miss Dottie and as for the fourth player, it was a pig. Yes, a very cute pink pig. Donk! Poor Mr. Nonsense. A tennis ball hit him on the nose. Mr. Nonsense was knocked out. His friends rushed him to help him. They tried to get him to talk but with no luck. Would Mr. Nonsense ever be the same again? This is terrible, cried Little Miss Dotty. We must do something to help Mr Nonsense. Meanwhile, the competition for the Nonsense Cup had begun. One by one, the contestants amazed the crowd with their silly ideas. A helmet with wings. Ooh, that? How silly. And what do you have there, Mr Lazy, asked Little Miss Brainy. This. Oh, said Mr Lazy, sleepily is an alarm clock with no numbers and no hands. Ah, at last I can sleep for as long as I like. This alarm clock will never go off. Wow. I'm
1: sorry.
0: (laughs) How silly. At last Mr. Nonsense had come around. How are you feeling Mr. Nonsense? asked Mr. Silly anxiously why are you calling me mr nonsense said mr nonsense that is not my name Ah, uh, but of course it's your name said little miss dotty and up there is your house my house he said much astonished only birds live in trees uh Mr. Nonsense really wasn't himself at all. Back at the competition, the contestants took it in turns to take to the stage. The crowd clapped and clapped when they saw Mr. B- Mr. Bounce's idea. It was egg-juggling. What a silly idea. You may not be surprised to hear that Mr. Nonsense didn't want to have anything to do with such a competition. But little Miss Dotty pushed him onto the stage, hoping that it might help him remember who he was. Stop calling me Mr. Nonsense, complained Mr. Nonsense. I don't even know who you are and you don't have the right to. Welcome, Mr. Nonsense, said Little Miss Brainy. I imagine that this year, as every other year, you will have found a splendidly silly idea. But I'm not Mr. Nonsense, protested Mr. Nonsense to an amazed Little Miss Brainy. Little Miss Dottie was worried. Mr. Nonsense's bump on the head had really changed him. At that moment, Mr. Nonsense was declared the winner of the Nonsense Cup. Have you guessed why? It was because the more Mr. Nonsense said he wasn't Mr. Nonsense, the more the judges loved what they thought was his silliest idea yet. Hip-hip hooray, cried the crowd. Mr. Bounce joined in the celebrations by juggling higher and higher but Mr. Bounce threw his egg so high that he just couldn't catch it and donk the egg hit Mr. Nonsense. Is a ball or an
1: egg? So an an egg. egg. an egg is a ball.
0: Egg? Oh is it? I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> so what happened?
1: Uh, I'm just going back to
0: that You mean where he got hurt? Oh, no that there. was a ball This is an egg it was green there. That was a That was an actual ball sweetie Donk the egg hit Mr. Nonsense on the nose How nice to see you little Miss Dottie Smiled Mr. Nonsense Oh he's now back again But I'm feeling rather hungry Let's go and eat a strawberry jam and mustard omelette uh, uh, I beg your pardon Strawberry jam and mustard omelette Nice mm-hmm. Nicely done Thank goodness, my little Miss Dottie, you're back to your usual self. And ever since this day, can you guess what Mr. Nonsense does Uh when he plays tennis? Uh, He wears a helmet, of course, with wings. Well done, you knew that, didn't you? And on that note, boys and girls, it's time to go to bed. We're all knackered and we all want to have a lovely night's sleep and rest well. Good night, and don't let the bugs bite. Toodles! Good evening, children. I'm going to be reading one of the stories of the Little Miss series by Roger Hargreaves. I'm sure many of you would have heard them or at least read them, and I hope you enjoy it very much, this book is called Little Miss Hug. Have you ever fallen over and hurt yourself? I bet you have. And then have you wished that someone would come along and give you a hug and make you feel better? Well, Little Miss Hug is just that person like the time she found Little Miss Tiny after she had fallen off the curb, But there is something else extra special about Little Miss Hugs Hugs. It is her extra special arms. They fit perfectly around whoever she is hugging. Whether it is Mr Small, after a twig fell on him and squashed his hat, or Mr. Bump, after one of his bumps, or even Mr. Greedy when he has a tummy ache. Little Miss Hug is always there with a perfectly fitting hug to make everything better. Then there are times when nobody has hurt themselves. Happy times like birthdays. Everyone wants a birthday hug. Every day it's Little Miss Butt. <laughs> yes. And times when she hugs just for the fun of it. Even the likes of Little Miss Bossy need a hug once in a while. So everyone needs a hug. Or so Little Miss Hug thought. The other day when she was out for a walk, she heard someone hidden on the other side of a hedge. Someone huffing and puffing and moaning and groaning. Someone who was in a very bad temper. (gasps) Mr. Grumpy! And why was Mr. Grumpy in such a bad mood? Because the sun was out. There really is no pleasing Mr. Grumpy. Quick as a flash, little Miss Hug ran round the hedge, stretched out her arms and hugged Mr Grumpy or at least she tried to but something happened that had never happened to Little Miss Hug before. Mr Grumpy pushed her away. Get off me shouted Mr Grumpy. Little Miss Hug could not believe her ears she could not believe her eyes Nobody had ever refused one of her hugs. But but everyone likes a hug, she cried. She was so confused, she hugged Mr Grumpy again. I know what you're trying to do, said Mr Grumpy, but it won't work. I am grumpy and I like being grumpy and no amount of hugging will change that. Little Miss Hug didn't let go. I said, began Mr. Grumpy. But then he stopped. Something was happening to Mr. Grumpy that had never ever happened to him before. He could feel a strange warm feeling spreading out from deep inside him. Little Miss Hug hugged him tighter. And then, the most extraordinary thing happened. Very slowly, Mr. Grumpy smiled. For the first time in his life, he was happy. Little Miss Hug let go of him. I must say, said Little Miss Hug, you have a lovely smile. And can you guess what Mr. Grumpy did next? He blushed for the first time in his life. He blushed. (laughs) And then he hugged Little Miss Hug. For the first time in his life, he hugged someone. Although, as you can see, it was almost a hug. Not a proper Little Miss Hug hug. What you might call half a hug. A Mr grumpy hug. So kids,
1: yeah. and this one's a short, so.
0: I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you remember to always give a hug to anyone who really wants it and always be ready to receive a hug whenever you feel a little down. Because you know a hug is the best recipe for a big smile and a lovely day ahead and indeed don't forget to get your goodnight hug so you can sleep tight. Good night, children, have a lovely night's rest, sleep well and don't let the bugs bite. Bye. Hello kids, hope you're well. Welcome to another edition of The Stories We Tell with me Ruby Omridulah. Um, without my partner in crime, Annika Kohl, because I'm being a bit cheeky. And while she's upstairs doing home learning, I'm taking this opportunity to sit comfortably on the sofa, watch the rain outside. Gosh, it's raining like it rains in India. Um, and read some of my favorite stories today, which are not going to be the ones by Ruskin Bond. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know you know me well. Um, But they're another series by the wonderful Roger Hargreaves. So you know what I'm gonna be talking about. I'm going to be talking about, um, or reading out from the Little Miss series and the Mr. Men series. Today, I am going to read out Two little miss stories, Little Miss Late and Little Miss Bad. So, starting with Little Miss Late. Late for this, late for that, Little Miss Late was late for everything. For instance, do you know where she spent last Christmas? At home, early bird cottage. But do you know when she spent Christmas? <laughs> January the 25th One whole month late For example Do you know when she did her spring cleaning at Early Bird Cottage? In the summer Three months late For instance Do you know when she went on her summer holiday last year? In December Six months late So guys, you get the drift, right? Early Bird Cottage was just along the road from where a friend of hers lived, Little Miss Neat. Little Miss Neat was out for an evening stroll last October when she looked over the hedge of Early Bird Cottage. Miss Late was in the garden. Hello, called out Little Miss Neat. What are you doing? I thought I'd cut the grass, replied Miss Late. I think remarked Little Miss Neat, looking at the grass, that you should have thought about that last April. Now, kids, you can't see the picture, but basically, uh, Little Miss Late is peeking through almost a savanna grassland, so that's why Little Miss Neat said she should have done it earlier. Tell you what, suggested Miss Neat. Let's go shopping together tomorrow. Good idea, agreed Miss Late. I'll meet you in town on the corner of Main Street tomorrow afternoon, said Miss Neat. Two o'clock? I'll be there, replied Miss Late. Uh oh. The following afternoon, little Miss Neat stood on the corner of Main Street at two o'clock, waiting for Miss Late. She waited and waited and waited some more. Miss Late arrived. Sorry, I'm a bit late, she apologized. Sorry? cried Miss Neat. A bit late? It's five o'clock and all the shops are shut. Sorry, said Miss Late. But that's what happened all the time. It happened when Miss Late decided to take a job. Her first job was in a bank. But the trouble was, by the time she arrived for work, the bank had closed for the day. Every day. Sorry, she said. They asked her to leave. Understandably, guys, isn't it? It happened in her second job as a waitress in a restaurant. Mr. Greedy came in for lunch. He glanced at the menu. I'll have everything, he grinned. Twice. Uh, He was still waiting to be served at seven o'clock. So he went home. Sorry, said Little Miss Late. Not surprisingly, they asked her to leave. It happened in her third job, working as a secretary for Mr Uppity. I'd like these letters typed before I go home, Mr Uppity said to her. He went home at four o'clock. In the morning. Sorry, said little Miss Late. He asked her to leave. However, as it happened which is often the way of things, Little Miss Late managed to find herself the perfect job. Guess what, kids? She now works for Mr. Lazy. She cooks and cleans, cleaning his house every morning, cooking his lunch every lunchtime. Now, Mr Lazy being Mr Lazy doesn't get up in the morning like you and I do he gets up in the afternoon and little Miss Late being little Miss Late is always late for work so she doesn't arrive for work in the morning she arrives in the afternoon and Mr Lazy being Mr Lazy doesn't have lunch at lunchtime like you and I do he has lunch at supper time and so you see it all works very very well very well indeed Last Friday evening, the telephone rang in Early Bird Cottage. Little Miss Late had just arrived home from work. It was Mr Silly on the telephone. I've been given some tickets for a dance tomorrow night, he said. Would you like to come? Oh, yes, please, said Miss Late eagerly. Right, replied Mr Silly. I'll pick you up at seven o'clock. Last Saturday, Mr. silly walked up the path to the front door of Early Bird Cottage. He knocked. "Come in!" called a voice from upstairs. Mr. silly went in. "Make yourself at home," called little Miss Late from upstairs. "I'll be down in a minute." <laughs> You know what that means guys, a minute, heaven knows how long poor Mr. Silly would have had to wait. But that was sweet, wasn't it? So you know what I found really interesting, Roger Hargreaves said, as is the way with things. So you know what he means that things will find a way of fitting in. So when you sometimes say, oh, this just doesn't fit, or it doesn't match, well, somewhere, something will fit and will match. So don't worry, just wait for the right time. Things will only happen when they're meant to happen. Yeah? So that was Little Miss Late. And now on to Little Miss Bad. Let's see what she's up to. Little Miss Sunshine looked out of the window and thought back on all the things that had happened in the last week. Lots of things. Lots of bad things. Some things were just a little bit bad Like Mr. Upperty's tennis racket strings were swapped for um, spaghetti And the cream in Mr. Greedy's cream buns um, was replaced with uh, toothpaste Some things were really quite bad Like little Miss Splendid's shower had covered her with ink And someone had painted cracks on the walls of Mr. Worry's house. Mr. Worry was so worried that his house might fall down, he moved into the garden shed. Oh, bless him. Some things were really, very bad indeed. Someone had sawn Mr. Forgetful's car in half. Fortunately, Mr. Forgetful did not get upset. (laughs) He simply thought he must have forgotten the other half and left it at home. And someone had sneaked into Little Miss Neat's house while she was away on holiday and left all the taps running. Little Miss Neat did get upset. Well, understandably, that's very mean. Nobody knew who had done all these things, but Little Miss Sunshine had a very good idea who was behind it all. Who do you think, kids? Oh, yes, Little Miss Bad. Little Miss Bad, she murmured to herself. Little Miss Bad was not good. Far from it. In fact, about as far as you can get. Which is a long way. But how to catch Little Miss Bad? That was the question that Little Miss Sunshine was turning over in her mind. And then she had an idea a very clever idea the next day a poster appeared in the town square it announced that there was to be a grand competition to discover the most mischievous naughty or bad trick that had been played in the last week first prize was a fabulous holiday how easy said Little Miss Bad to herself. That holiday is as good as mine. The day of the grand competition dawned. By midday, a large crowd had gather, gathered in the town square. A stage had been built in the middle of the square. Little Miss Sunshine called for quiet. Each contestant, she explained, will come up on stage and describe their entry and then the panel of judges will decide upon a winner first up is little miss bad little miss bad could not wait to get on stage she was so excited she had spent all the previous night trying to pick her worst or best trick depending on how you looked at it but she had not been able to decide so she described them all to the crowd from Mr Uppity's tennis racket strings all the way through to Little Miss Neat's wet house. She described them in great detail. Little Miss Bad was so carried away she failed to notice that the crowd had fallen silent. It was only when she had finished that she saw the expressions on everyone's faces. She looked to Little Miss Sunshine, who was the only person in the square with a smile on her face, a rather smug smile, and it suddenly occurred to Little Miss Bad just what she had been tricked into doing. I, 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 I was only j-, j-, j joking she stammered. Anything more to say, said Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Bad looked very ashamed. I'm sorry, she said. Little Miss Bad had learned her lesson that day. The lesson continued for a number of weeks as it took her a long time to repair all the damage and clean Little Miss Neat's house. Mr Forgetful's car will never look quite the same. Luckily, he can't remember what it looked like in the first place but nothing she had to do was half as bad as those moments standing on the stage with the crowd glaring at her. It was a very long time before she even thought of doing something bad. And the same could be said of one other person that day. Mr. Mischief, who slipped away from his place next to the stage and slunk off home where he breathed a very deep sigh of relief. And that was Little Miss Bad, kids. So, you know, there's always a fine line between being a prankster and being really mean it's good to, well, it's not good, but it's, it's okay, I suppose, to play pranks and be a little mischievous, but we have to know when to do it. It's very important to understand the appropriate time. So, on that note, I'd like to leave you with that thought for you to remember what to do when everything has the right time. So, think, be aware, and stay safe. Toodles! Hello, hello, kiddlewinks. Hope you're well. I'm here today to tell you some more stories, and together we're going to enjoy it on the stories we tell. Today I'm going to be reading the classics by roger hargreaves um, a short while back i did the little miss um, stories two of them and now i'm going to be reading from the mr men series we're going to hear mr chatterbox and mr bounce so mr chatterbox mr chatterbox was one of those people who simply couldn't stop talking He used to talk to anybody and everybody about anything and everything going on and on and on. This picture is really funny because Mr Chatterbox is chatting with a little worm in the the ground. (laughs) And he would go on and on and on and he started in the morning and it's night time and the worm, bless it, is still listening and on and on and it's sunrise again. And finally the worms disappeared, (laughs) and when he didn't have anybody else to talk to, he used to talk to himself. Good morning, Mr. Chatterbox, he used to say to himself. Good morning to you, he used to reply to himself. Nice day, isn't it? Yes, it is, for the time of year, and so on and so on and on and on and on. (laughs) He lived in a box-shaped house in a village. It was called Chatterbox Cottage. One morning, the postman arrived with a letter for him. Morning, Mr. Chatterbox, said the postman. Ah, good morning to you, postman, replied Mr. Chatterbox. Although, as I was saying to myself, only yesterday, or was it the day before? I forget. However, it's not quite so good a morning, in my opinion, but I might be wrong. Although I'm not very often, as it was the other day. Monday, I think it was. Or perhaps it was Tuesday. But never mind, because it is quite a good morning, don't you agree? Yes, of course you do, because that's what you said to me in the first place. And he went on and on and all, <laughs> all morning and the poor postman was late delivering all his letters. That afternoon Mr Chatterbox went into the hat shop in the village. Oh hello Mr Bowler he said to the man who owned the hat shop Do you think if it's possible, that I could buy, if it's not too expensive, but I'm sure it won't be, a new hat, because would you believe it? (laughs) Yes, of course you would, but anyway, as I was saying, my present hat, you know, the one on my head, as you can see, is getting, how can I put it, a little too old, because I've had it for, let me see now, it must be, let's think, hmm, 10 years, no, I tell a lie, it can't be that long, or can it? Well, yes, it could be, but on the other hand, and he went on, and on, and on. All afternoon and half the night, long after poor Mr. Bowler should have shut up shop and gone home. Eventually, when Mr. Bowler managed to get a word in edgeways, or or was it sideways, he promised to order a new hat for Mr. Chatterbox. Then he pushed Mr. Chatterbox out of the shop, still talking, of course, and went home for his supper, which was cold, of course, because Mrs. Bowler had cooked it for him hours ago. And while he ate, he thought... Exactly one week later, the new hat for Mr. Chatterbox arrived in a smart red hat box. The postman delivered it to Mr. Bowler's shop. At last, said Mr. Bowler, heaving a sigh of relief. I think this hat is going to be the answer to the problem of Mr. Chatterbox talking so much. Oh, I wish it could be, said the postman, but how can it? Because, replied Mr. Bowler, this hat is a magic hat. Oh. Oh replied the postman, who didn't quite understand. That same afternoon, Mr. Bowler took the new hat round to Chatterbox Cottage. Oh, goody, said Mr. Chatterbox, seizing the hat box and opening it. It's my new hat, my lovely new hat. I couldn't wait for it to arrive. In fact, I got up early this morning because, aren't I silly, I just knew. I don't know how, but I really knew. You know, that today would be the day. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. And it is. And here's my hat. And oh, isn't it beautiful? I can't wait to try it on. Oh, I do hope it suits me. Do you think it will? Well, of course you do. And why don't you try it on, said Mr. Bowler, grinning. Try it on? Yes, of course. Of course, I must try it on. How silly of me to stand here chattering when I haven't even tried it on yet. Yes, I will absolutely, definitely try it on straight away because, as I said, it's silly just to talk about trying it on and then not try it on, isn't it? And so he took the hat out of the hat box and put it on. It was a beautiful hat. And, kids, by the way, it's a red hat. I say, he said, I must say, yes, I really, really must say that this hat is really, it is, to say the least, one of the better hats that I have ever ever had or seen in my life. And in my life, I must say, I have seen some hats. And furthermore, but while he was talking, a funny thing was happening. The more words that came out of Mr. Chatterbox's mouth, the larger his hat became. The more Mr. Chatterbox talked, the more the hat grew and grew. Mr. Chatterbox kept on talking and the hat kept on growing. I can't see anything, he said. One minute I was standing here looking at my new hat in the mirror and now all of a sudden, without any warning, taking me all unawares, just like that, and the hat grew down to his feet and Mr. Chatterbox stopped talking. And as soon as he stopped talking, the hat grew smaller and smaller until it was the same size as when he'd first tried it on. <laughs> Mr. Bowler had gone when Mr. Chatterbox couldn't see him and now he was walking back to his shop. My special magic hat really works, he chuckled. The following day, Mr. Chatterbox was out for a walk when he met the postman in the village. Hello, postman, he said. I say, do you like my new hat? Have you ever seen such a fine hat? I'm sure you never have a water hat and... But you know what was happening, don't you? Well, the hat grew and grew and grew and the more Mr Chatterbox talked, it grew more. Now I know what Mr Bowler meant by a magic hat, chuckled the postman. And he went on his way, leaving poor Mr Chatterbox speechless. Hmm, he thought, thinking. Not talking, just thinking. (laughs) And do you know something? That hat taught Mr. Chatterbox his lesson and these days he doesn't talk half as much as he used to or even a quarter as much and you know the reason for that? You do know the reason for that, don't you? Yes, of course you do. But keep it under your hat. (laughs) Oh, that was a fun story about this little chatterbox who just could not stop talking and then got this hat. So, you know, although we find it funny, it's interesting because of course it's fun to talk a lot. I love to talk a lot and I'm a little bit of a little Miss Chatterbox as well. But sometimes we we um, need to know that there is a place for being concise and, um, and brief and to the point. Uh, it is a very, very hard thing to do, I will confess. But... Um, but it is important to do that. So sometimes we think that if we talk a lot, we are making a better point. Um, but actually, we aren't. Sometimes we can make a very effective point and get our point across when we are, um, when we are um, not talking very long sentences or not talking too much. So consider that carefully as well. So now on to the next book which is Mr. Bounce. Mr. Bounce was very small and like a rubber ball. He just couldn't keep himself on the ground. He bounced all over the place. And as you can imagine, that made things rather difficult. Last week, for instance, Mr. Bounce was out walking when he came to a farm. He climbed over the farm gate and you can guess what happened next, can't you? He jumped down from the gate and bounced right into the duck pond. Bounce, went Mr. Bounce, splash, went Mr. Bounce, quack, went the ducks. The other morning, for instance, Mr. Bounce was in bed. He woke up and jumped out of bed, and you can guess what happened next, can't you? He bounced right out of his bedroom door and all the way downstairs, bounce, 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 bounce. That happens quite often, which probably explains why Mr. Bounce leaves his bedroom door open every night. After he had picked himself up, Mr. Bounce went inside his house and sat down to think. Bounce! Mr. Bounce bounced off the chair and banged his head on the ceiling. Bang! When Mr. Bounce's head on the ceiling. Ouch! said Mr. Bounce. This is ridiculous, Mr. Bounce thought to himself, rubbing his head. I must do something to stop all this bouncing about, he thought and thought. I know, he thought, I'll go and see the doctor. So after breakfast, Mr. Bounce set off to the nearest town to see the doctor. He was passing a tennis court when he tripped over a pebble. Bounce, he bounced, and he bounced right onto the court where two children, children, children were playing tennis. And you can guess what happened next, can't you? The children didn't realise that Mr Bounce wasn't a tennis ball and started hitting him with their tennis rackets, backwards and forwards, over the net. Bounce, ooh, bounce, ow, bounce, ouch. Poor Mr Bounce. Eventually, one of the children hit Mr. Bounce so hard he bounced right out of the tennis court. Mr. Bounce bounced off down the road towards the town. ''Oh dear,'' he said, feeling very sorry for himself. ''I've been bounced black and blue!'' A bus was coming down the road and Mr. Bounce decided that the safest place for him to be would be to be on it. He got on and sat down, still feeling more than a little sorry for himself. The bus drove into town. The bus stopped right outside the doctor's. Mr. Bounce stepped down from the bus and you can guess what happened next, can't you? He didn't step down onto the pavement outside the doctor's, oh no, not Mr. Bounce. He stepped off the bus and onto the pavement and bounced in through the doctor's window. Dr. Make-You-Well was sitting at his desk, enjoying his mid-morning cup of coffee. Mr. Bounce sailed through the open window and landed. Um, well, you can guess where he landed, can't you? That's right. Splash went the coffee. Ouch! squeaked Mr. Bounce. The coffee was rather hot. (gasps) Good heavens! exclaimed Dr. Make-You-Well. After the doctor had finished... Sorry, had fished Mr. Bounce out of his coffee and sat him on some blotting paper to dry out. He listened to what Mr. Bounce had to tell him. So you see, said Mr. Bounce finally, you must give me something to stop me bouncing about all the place quite so much. Hmm, pondered the doctor. After some thought, Dr. Make-you-well went to his medicine cabinet and took out a pair of tiny red boots. "'This should do the trick,' he told Mr. Bounce. "'Heavy boots, that should stop the bouncing.' "'Oh, thank you, Dr. Make-you-well,' said Mr. Bounce "'and walked home wearing his red boots. "'Not bounced, but walked.' "'That night, Mr. Bounce went to bed "'wearing his heavy boots, and then he went to sleep. "'The following morning, he woke up and yawned and stretched "'and bounced out of bed.' And can you guess what happened next? No, he didn't bounce down the stairs. He went straight through the bedroom floorboards and finished up in the kitchen. oh dear you know it's it's caught there's a saying in english isn't it from the frying pan into the fire so earlier he used to bounce and get hurt this time he actually just went straight through the the bedroom floorboards and landed up in the kitchen so i don't know which is worse but obviously just shows you that he was just generally a little clumsy anyways wasn't he so uh, well i hope that we all stay mindful stay aware and notice what you're doing, particularly because these are difficult times. We don't want to land up in a if we can help it. Um, we want to take care of ourselves and, and make sure that we um, stay well and healthy. Um, so on that note, I am going to wish you not a goodbye, um, but an au revoir. And we will see each other again very, very soon. Toodles! Hello, hello boys and girls, hope you're well. Welcome to another edition of The Stories We Tell with me, Ruby Omridula. Today we are going to be reading one of my favourite stories and or rather my favourite series and indeed one of the favourite series of My Little miss. You might have guessed, I'm going to be reading The Little Miss and Mr. Men series. I know you've all really loved it. I've had about... 550 downloads of that or plays of that which is huge 515 is it well i stand corrected so uh, thank you so much for your love um and today my little annika is quite tired well unsurprisingly it is a monday um, and after a wonderful weekend it's always a bit tiring to get back to school especially when you've gone back to school after so many months but i can only imagine how happy and excited you all are so without further ado i'm going to start with little miss sunshine because my little miss sunshine is right next to me and the wicked witch as you all know the series is written by roger hargreaves Little Miss Sunshine was going for a walk. The weather was not very nice, but it takes a lot more than a bit of rain to dampen Little Miss Sunshine's spirits. In the distance, she saw Little Miss Bossy approaching. I will be nice to Little Miss Bossy, thought Little Miss Sunshine, so she won't boss me around. However, as she got closer, the most incredible thing happened. There was a bright flash and Little Miss Bossy turned into a bat, a blue, very squeaky, bossy sort of a bat. How extraordinary, exclaimed Little Miss Sunshine as she watched Little Miss Bossy flap her wings and fly away. But almost as extraordinary was the cackling laugh Little Miss Sunshine thought she heard coming from the clouds above. The next day was much nicer. The sun was out and there was not a cloud in sight. Little Miss Sunshine was happily walking along, wondering what had happened to Little Miss Bossy when she saw Mr. Rude walking towards her. I will be nice to Mr. Rude, thought Little Miss Sunshine. Or, he will be rude to me. But at that moment, there was a bright flash. And when Little Miss Sunshine reached where Mr. Rude had been standing, she discovered that he had turned into a toad. A red, very rude, angry-looking toad. What, Danny? I said he. Oh, he. And just like the day before, Little Miss Sunshine heard a cackling laugh. But this time it seemed to be coming from a nearby tree. You know, and I don't believe I've read this book ever. On her walk the following day, Little Miss Sunshine had nearly caught up with Little Miss Dotty when there was another blinding flash. Little Miss Dotty had turned into a mouse, a very confused dotty, blonde-haired mouse. When Little Miss Sunshine heard the same laugh she had heard the two days before, she ducked behind a bush and waited to see if she could find out who it came from. Suddenly, with a rustle of leaves, a witch flew out from behind a tree, a wicked witch on a broomstick, a horrible, hook-nosed, hairy, warty, wicked witch dressed in black. Little Miss Sunshine felt very afraid, but she bravely decided to follow the Wicked Witch into Whispering Wood. It didn't take long for Little Miss Sunshine to find the Wicked Witch's ramshackle cottage. Nervously, Little Miss Sunshine crept up to the window and continuously peered in. The Wicked Witch was standing beside a large black cauldron hanging over a fire. She was muttering to herself as she stirred revolting ingredients into the steaming pot. Little Miss Sunshine listened hard to try and hear what she was saying. Let's see what she was saying. And this is what she heard. Do you want to say it? Okay.
1: Hubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Loudly, I loudly, have... my cutie. Hubble, bubble, toil and trouble. I of mute and hair of yeah. Early tomorrow morning <gasps> tell Miss Little Miss Sunshine into a dog. Oh
0: my god. Hubble, bubble, toil and trouble, of Newton, hair of hog, early tomorrow morning turned Little Miss Sunshine into a dog. <gasps> little Miss Sunshine realised that she needed help and she needed it fast. She tiptoed round to the front door where the wicked witch had left her broomstick leaning against the wall and without thinking whether she could fly a broomstick or not, Little Miss Sunshine hopped on. As it turned out, she could, just about. The broomstick rose up in the air with a wobbly Little Miss Sunshine perched on top. Little Miss Sunshine knew exactly who would be able to help. Little Miss Magic. The broomstick took her to Little Miss Magic's house in no time at all. There's a wicked witch living in Whispering Wood, explained Little Miss Sunshine, breathlessly when she arrived. She then told Little Miss Magic what she had seen and more importantly, what she had heard. And I'm going to be turned into a dog tomorrow. Woof. How did she land up there? Oh my God! Is that, is that, is that Little Miss, really? Oh, that's awful, said Little Miss Magic. But this is just the sort of problem that I like dealing with. (laughs) I hoped you would say that, said Little Miss Sunshine. Now I'll tell you what we're going to do, continued Little Miss Magic. The next day at sunrise, Little Miss Sunshine and Little Miss Magic knocked at the Wicked Witch's door. The Wicked Witch opened it and with a flash Her spell turned Little Miss Sunshine into a dog <laughs> <laughs> He 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 Tackled the Wicked Witch he <laughs> he That worked like a dream It was then that Little Miss Magic Turned the Wicked Witch into a cat A smelly Scraggy Black cat A smelly Scraggy black cat that suddenly found herself Looking up at a scary Yellow dog The wicked watch, the wicked watch, (laughs) witch cat, the wicked witch cat. A witch and a cat become a watch. The wicked watch let out a (laughs) screech and fled, (laughs) and barking noisily. The Little Miss Sunshine dog set off in pursuit and chased the Wicked Witch Whoa! cat <laughs> far away, so far away that she could never find her way back. When Little Miss Sunshine returned, Little Miss Magic turned her back into her old self. She then found Little Miss Bossy and Mr. Rude and the, turned them back to normal as well. Uh. Little Miss Dottie took a lot longer to find as she was hidden in a mouse hole. You were spot on, Aniku. And being the dotty person that she is, she seemed not to have noticed that anything had happened. Are you feeling all right? asked little Miss Sunshine after little Miss Magic had said a few magic words. Why, of course, I am, said little Miss Dotty. Why shouldn't I? Uh, oh, no reason, said little Miss Sunshine, winking at little Miss Magic. Although, said little Miss Dotty, switching her nose, a really fancy a bit of cheese <laughs> I think she's enjoyed being a mousey, and she's forgotten that what it's like to be a human and a mouse and now she thinks being a mouse is normal squeak okay that was a squeaky kissy um, so that was little miss sunshine and huh, the wicked witch <laughs> moving on then <laughs> To Mr. Strong and the Ogre. Ow, 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 ow. That was my nose. Thank you very much. Right. Mr. Strong is the strongest person in the world. He is so strong he can balance an elephant on one finger. (gasps) Can you balance a finger an <laughs> yes, elephant? I balance a finger on an elephant? <laughs> yes, I, can. I, I think I've become a, in, in Anika, in the, in the Little Miss or in the Mr. Men series, Mr. there's somebody Marlowe. who keeps speaking. Mr. Model. Yeah, can Go you balance a finger on an elephant? Yes, <laughs> I can. But quite recently, it looked as though Mr. Strong might have met his match. match. One day, Mr. Strong met Little Miss Tiny on his way oh, home so. from the my shops. Hanuman's thinking?
1: It's nothing. Like you Gada? Huh. Uh,
0: no, I don't think so. It's it's a nail or something. Little Miss Tiny was crying. It's <laughs> a lollipop, mummy. Oh. Oh, it's not a pin. <laughs> Whatever is the matter? asked Mr. Strong. Little Miss Tiny told him. She had been walking back to her house carrying a lollipop over her sh- Lollipop! <laughs> over her shoulder. Ugly ogre had leapt out from behind a bush, blacking. Blacking? <laughs> Blocking her path, I told you. I think it's time for me to sleep. Blocking her path. Give me your lollipop. <laughs> the ogre <yoga had> demanded. What's <laughs> so funny?
1: Why are you laughing then? It's nothing so funny.
0: Because he says, Give me your lollipop. Poor Little Miss Tiny had no choice but to give Does he actually say gimme? Yeah, gimme your lollipop (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling
1: you Hey look, gimme (laughs) Yeah, gimme your lollipop G. I-M-M-E Give me,
0: it's true (laughs) (laughs) Poor little Miss Tiny had no choice but But to give the ogre her lollipop Mr. Strong was appalled Why would an ogre eat a lollipop? It is not far to my house, he said I'll make you a cup of tea and we can work out what is to be done With little Miss Tiny sitting on his shoulder Mr. Strong continued on his way Just around the corner, they came upon Mr. Rush, sitting at the side of the road, looking very shaken. Whatever is wrong? asked Mr. Strong. Mr. Rush explained. He had been driving along the road when an enormous brute of an ogre had loomed up in the middle of the lane. Give me your car, the ogre had demanded. (laughs) Give me your car, the ogre had demanded. Poor Mr. Rush had no choice. But to hand over his car and watch helplessly as the ogre drove away in it. But Mr. Strong suggested that Mr. Rush join him and little Miss Tiny for tea. They had walked the last half a mile to Mr. Strong's house when they met a very upset and indignant Mr. Uppity. Oh, well, Mr. Uppity, of course. Even this time, Mr. Content. Strong had a very good idea what the matter was. Mr. Uppity had been on his way to the bank to count his money when a huge horrible ogre had stepped out from behind a tree, forcing Mr. Uppity to stop. Give me your hat, the ogre had roared. Poor Mr. Uppity had no choice but to give the ogre his hat, which, not surprisingly, was far too small for the ogre. Can I see? The hat. The hat on Mr. Uh... <laughs> 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 I've heard enough, answered Mister announced Mr Strong. Go inside and make yourself some tea. I'm off to find this ogre. I shan't be long. Anika, just look at him, Monica, Holding a lollipop, this big huge ogre. Actually Mr Strong had a pretty good idea where he might find the ogre. Behind his garden, on the other side of the hill, there was a cave in the woods. Sure enough, this was where Mr. Strong found the ogre, lounging in the entrance to the cave, eating eating, eating little Miss Tiny's lollipop, I give up on my speech today. The only trouble was, there was not one ogre, but three! They were brothers! The ogres slowly raised themselves to their full, menacing height. Undaunted, Mr. Strong marched up to the ogres and introduced himself. Strong! <laughs> you don't know the meaning of strong. Just look at you! <laughs> 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 oh, look at you <laughs> if, I, if I prove I am stronger Than the three of you Will you apologize to my friends And promise to stop bullying Asked Mr. Strong See how important it is Anika To not be fearful To stand up for what I is can't right up. They, well, they, they were getting a, They should also have You are right But someone needs to start off Someone needs to say, you know what? Don't be scared. Don't cry. Confront this person, this ogre or so many ogres. Confront, confront, your... You to do <laughs> <laughs> confront your
1: fears. <laughs> confront your fears.
0: Stronger than the three of us, boomed the biggest ogre. Even my little brother is stronger than you. Can he lift this? Asked Mr. Strong raising a large rock above his head. Easy peasy, said the smallest (laughs) ogre. (laughs) Mr. Strong passed the largest rock to the smallest ogre, but it was too heavy for him, and the ogre dropped it on his toe. Ow! (laughs) He bellowed in pain. Out of the way, Titch, snarled the middle ogre pushing the youngest ogre out of his way i bet you're too weak to bring that up he taunted <laughs> <laughs> pointing at a huge slab of stone mr strong smiled and lifted it effortlessly your turn oh no sorry this is, this is not this is not the ogre this is no, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong accent. You, your turn, said Mr. Strong. The middle ogre tried with all his might to lift the slab of stone. He raised one end three inches off the ground before he dropped it, trapping his fingers underneath. Ow! roared <laughs> the middle ogre in pain. Oh, let me have a go here, <laughs> thundered the third <laughs> ogre, who was possibly the least clever of the three, but by far the largest. With an enormous effort, the biggest ogre lifted the stone <laughs> slab up, <laughs> up his head. He looks constipated. He looks like he's going to poo any minute. <laughs> Ew. Beat that year, he grunted through gritted teeth. But then his knees began to wobble. His legs started to tremble. His arms buckled and the rock came down on his head, knocking him out cold. Mr. Strong picked up the biggest ogre as if he weighed no more than a feather and carried him with the other two brothers following behind over the hill back to his house where he sat him down in front of... Of his three <coughs> friends. <laughs> Give
1: me your lally okay, lally the pop. page the page is not
0: turning here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give me your love. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Now we have got all that nonsense out of the way, said Mr. Strong. I think it's time you said sorry. We're sorry mumbled <laughs> the three <laughs> ogres in unison. <laughs> we can't hear you, said Mr. Strong. We're very sorry said the <laughs> ogre brothers more clearly. <laughs> now that's done, we can all have some tea. Look at all of them having tea. And one's <laughs> arm is broken, one's foot is bandaged, one's head. Which they did. Although the ogres did not stay long as tea parties are not really their thing. Here. <laughs> So, on that note, kids <laughs> and adults alike, it's time for your bedtime. <laughs> gotcha. Um, sleep tight. So
1: bad. Uh,
0: we won't do that tonight. You're, you're tired now, my darling. It's okay. It's really bad.
1: You're doing this one. The,
0: yeah, no, we won't do that one. Okay, I think it's
1: really short.
0: This, are, and you it's sure? the best are you way, sure? Are you sure? So, kids, don't, don't as, as, as we said. You don't have to stay you, this long. No, yeah, okay. But what I'm trying to say is. Always stand up for your for for yourself. You You got it. You got it. Stand up for yourself, and don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. Confront your fears. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to (laughs) Little Miss Birthday.
1: Mama, what should the other character sound like in this one? In this one? Mr. Ron, what
0: should he sound like? Mm, Let's think about it. Little Miss Birthday enjoys every day because every day is someone's birthday and Little Miss Birthday Birthday. loves birthday presents. (laughs) She loves choosing presents, she loves wrapping presents, and she loves giving presents. (laughs) And she's very good at choosing presents. Little Miss Birthday prides herself on always picking up the perfect present, however fussy the person might be. (laughs) What kind of mooch is that? (laughs) Last year, she gave Mr. Fussy a tiny iron for ironing his shoelaces. (gasps) Shoelaces! It was exactly what he wanted. Nobody's sure if they've ever seen Mr. Fussy look quite so happy. She gave Little Miss Star a radio which gives her a round of applause. Applause, applause, every time she turns it on. And she gave Mr. Bump a bed with no legs. No more going bump in the night for Mr. Bump when he falls out of bed. Bump, bump. Oh, Mr. Bump, listen. Little Miss Birthday has a birthday book to help her keep track of everyone's birthday. A very big birthday book. Last week, Little Miss Birthday was leafing through her book to see whose birthdays were coming up. Mr. Lazy, she read out loud, easy peasy. I will give Mr. Lazy an alarm clock with a silent alarm. Now, who's next? Mr. Wrong. Hmm, a puzzled expression settled across Little Miss Birthday's face place seriously <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong today man <laughs> face she could not think of anything to give mr long wrong <laughs> oh god now, help you. me <laughs>
1: <You're>
0: too, <laughs> i need to sleep oh. to give to mr wrong just think harder she told herself <laughs> but the harder she thought the more puzzled she became little miss birthday did not have a clue what to give mr. wrong for his birthday everything she could think of would be wrong the The next day she had plenty of time to ponder this problem because it was little miss late's birthday and little miss late it won't surprise you to hear was late for her own birthday when she finally turned up she loved her present a bus stop No more running to the bus stop to catch the bus. She now always has one with her. That night, Little Miss Birthday hardly slept a wink. Mr. Wrong's birthday was drawing closer and she still had no idea what to give him. Be careful, sweetie. The, f- the following day, Little Miss Birthday decided that the simplest thing to do was to visit Mr. Wrong and hope that would give her a few ideas. Mr. Wrong lives in a house that, well, (laughs) just looks wrong. When Little Miss Birthday rang the doorbell, it did not go ding-dong. It did not even buzz. Do you know what now is it, mate? Oink, oink. Come in, come in, said Mr. Wrong as he answered the door and promptly stepped outside. Outside. Come in, he said, and he stepped outside. So he expects people to come outside, not inside. Mr. Wrong and Little Miss Birthday made themselves comfortable in the garden. the, oh, so the sofa's in the garden. But that's actually quite cool. Mm-hmm.
1: They and had a long it's conversation. It's a nice sofa when it rains
0: the outside. Uh-huh. They had a long conversation, none of which made any sense to Little Miss Birthday, but she did have a very nice time. And they probably got no ideas so at the end. Well, this, this is it. Though, though, unfortunately, their chat left Little Miss Birthday no nearer to solving the problem of what to get him for his birthday. And think he sees Mrs. Model. Mr.
1: Model.
0: Mr... How is it? The next day she went for a walk. What would Mr. Wrong want more than anything else? Morning, Mr. Muddle, she said to Mr. Muddle, who was on his way back to the shops. Or was he on his way in or back? Oh, he could never be sure. Afternoon, lovely summer's day we are enjoying. But it's not summer, said little Miss Birthday, and then she had an idea because, of course, it was autumn. Of course! Thank you, Mr. Muddle, she cried and rushed off to organize Mr. Wrong's birthday present. A few days later, it was Mr. Wrong's birthday. Little Miss Birthday went around oh, to Mr. Wrong's house with his present. Wait! Mr. Wrong had heard the doorbell, oink oink, but he kept opening the wrong door. He had opened the pantry door, the cupboard door, the fridge door finally opened. <laughs> How can someone ring the fridge door for the love of God? Goodbye, goodbye, greeted Mr. Wrong. (laughs) Instead of hello, hello, he looked at Miss Birthday. You brought me a present. It must be. Before Mr. Wrong could utter another word, little Miss Birthday cried, Happy Christmas, and gave him a present wrapped in Christmas paper. Mr. Wrong stood holding the present in astonishment. I was just about to say it must be Christmas, and I was right. Mr Wrong was over the moon. Little Miss Birthday had given him the one thing he wanted more than anything else. Mr Wrong wanted to be right. Mr Wrong tore the wrapping paper off Little Miss Birthday's present. She had given him a sledge. It's fantastic, cried Mr Wrong. I've I've always wanted a bike. Little Miss Birthday just (laughs) smiled. Oh, you know, sometimes being muddled up and and simple is quite nice because then you, know, you the look at life I've from a different wanted. way. It's. I always wanted a beagle to lick my eyes. Oh, don't you You wanted a doggy, my cutie peep. Already. So on that note, okay, boys beep. and girls and peeps and poops. Not, <laughs> not poops. Sorry. Oh, I, was I think I should just. I, I think I should just call it a night. I, I think we all need to sleep. You clearly all need to sleep, but more than anything, I need to sleep because Cutting it's past you. <laughs> You're <bedtime. Yeah. laughs> And mine too. So good night. Don't let the bugs bite and hold on to your
1: toys. <laughs> tights!
0: <laughs> I will wear tights at night. Good night, Toodles.